Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports, local leader. sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. Here is our daily run-through of the top stories of the day on the Burns and Gambo Show. We call it the 4 o'clock reset here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We start with the Suns. Last night, they won their fourth straight game, and this recent burst of momentum has carried them up to the seventh seed in the West. They're actually tied for the sixth seed right now in the West, and the team that they're tied with, they are playing tomorrow in the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks. And despite things seeming dark not that long ago, Cam Johnson said there was never any dark in that Suns' Locker room. That's you guys talking. The NBA, you weather storms. It's life. You weather storms. Um, things don't always go our way. We've found that out over the past couple of years, and I don't mean you tuck tail and run and sell the farm and hide away forever. We just keep going, stick with what we do. Like I said, we have a lot of confidence in our group and the guys that we rolled out there, top to bottom. And it's not it's not saying that we've, we've done anything yet. We're still fighting our way, you know, through the Western Conference, through the league, and we still have so much more to do. So it's not like we're, we're even, you know, oh, look, we can do it. No, we're, we're still going to keep our foot on the gas and, and try to carve out some wins. One thing is obvious, Gambo, having Cam Johnson back out there on the court really opens things uh, up for a lot of different guys. He was sensational in that first quarter. I mean, just that. And they kept looking for him with those three, uh, the four three-pointers and a couple of jumpers. And, you know, he had an incredible first quarter. The Suns were up 36-15. to 15. They eventually built a lead to 30 points. Hornets made a game of it. They got back in it with the run, but the Suns responded. What matters is the Suns responded. They put the game away in the third quarter. That's what Cam's talking about. you got to weather storms. Storms come in the NBA, or even bad teams find a way to make a run. Next up for the Suns, the Mavs tomorrow, and again, tied for sixth right now in the Western Conference, moving all the way up from, what was it, 12th, just about a week ago or so. In the meantime, according to multiple reports and confirmed by us at Arizona Sports, billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia's purchase of a majority stake of the Suns is expected to become official in the next two weeks. He will reportedly assume control prior to the NBA trade deadline. We just had James Jones on the show a moment ago, and we asked him if the sale has been pushed faster to get Ishbia in before the trade deadline. No, I mean, I think uh, that's just beneficial for us. I mean, I think everyone involved will want that to be finalized by then, but it's the process that the NBA uh, oversees. But, yeah, I think um, if I were buying a team, especially a team like this, and, and given where we are, I'd be excited about being on board before the trade deadline. Made it sound like, Gambo, all they've had at this point are very macro-level, 30,000-feet, big picture kind of conversations about the Suns and nothing too specific right. in terms of how this is going to work or what this is going to look like. Right, and I expect again, I, I expect that Matt's going to lend a lot of support to James and Monty and the coaching staff and the players, um, but I do expect that there will be clarity you know, once they're able to have those discussions on what the budget's going to be and, and, and how how far James Jones can stretch that budget. Yeah, and that was something else he mentioned too, and a word he specifically used was clarity. And I would have to imagine the events over the last year year have left things very unclear when it comes to the Phoenix Suns. How much that has to do with where they sit, where they stand in the trade deadline, things like that, I don't know. 
but certainly you can understand why there would be a lack of clarity. In the NFL, the coaching interview carousel drags on. No team has hired anybody yet. Reportedly, tomorrow is Sean Payton's day with the Arizona Cardinals, but this is Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network who said, I'm just not sure if there's a place for Sean Payton in this cycle. When this all started, the assumption was as soon as Sean Payton decides where he's going to go, then everyone else will know where they're going to go, and then the coaching searches will resume from there. It's now reached a different point. If you go through the different places that Sean Payton has has interviewed, it does not seem like a second interview is coming with any of those places. So what am I saying, Mike Garofolo? I'm saying that as of right now, it does not seem like there is a place for Sean Payton. We'll see, but it does not seem like there is a place in the coaching world right now. Fascinating. I I mean, what were the odds on that three weeks ago? What were the odds on that after on Black Monday that Sean Payton wasn't going to get a job? Yeah, he wants a job. Uh-huh. He yeah. wants a job. Make no mistake of it. He wants a job. And the fact that nobody's hiring him, I, again, I think the landscape has changed. I think there are a lot of teams that are very reluctant to give up that compensation that they want. So I, I don't know how it's going to play out. I still in my body, I still think that somehow he's going to get one of these jobs. I think so, too. But it might be that he overplayed his hand a little bit. And it might be that the compensation now goes down to get him, both in terms of how much you're paying him and how much you're giving up to the Saints, because it does feel like he might have overplayed his hand a little bit in terms of what he was asking for and what they were asking for. Now, none of these five teams have yet to make a head coach hire. We are still waiting. Now, there's some reports today that suggest the Broncos could be the first team to make a choice, maybe even as early as today, but here we are. It's 4.07, and it hasn't happened yet. They were very impressed by 49ers D.C. D'Amico Ryans. There's a lot of buzz that maybe Stanford coach David Shaw has emerged as a viable candidate, maybe the leader in the clubhouse. Dan Quinn is also interviewed for that job, but then reportedly, Dan Quinn was in town last night and today to have his second interview with the Cardinals. You brought a story to the table from Bleacher Report in which they think Frank Reich should be the choice of the Cardinals. Three days ago, we were talking about Brian Flores. Here we are, Gambo, and it still seems like we're no closer to the answer of the question who the next coach of the Cardinals is going to be. Yeah, maybe they can't decide. They say, you know what, Sean Payton would have cost, you know, 20. I could probably split it up and give each you guys seven and we'll be good. So we'll hire all three of you guys to be the head coach. Well, that's not going to happen, but over the last three or four days, it has been, okay, it's going to be Reich, it's going to be Quinn, it's going to be Flores. I mean, at some point, we've kind of thought that all three of those guys were the favorite for the job. Yeah. Other coaching news. Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore expected to get a second interview in Carolina. Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes and Frank Reich also expected to get a second interview if they haven't gotten one already. Uh, There's a lot of speculation that the Colts might end up going with Jeff Saturday when it's all said and done as their head coach, despite the fact that they've interviewed 13, 14 different people. And then the Texans announced that they've completed additional second interviews with Broncos DC is zero. Avero and Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. Interesting, yeah. Moore has completed this second interview with the Panthers, so now Reich has had two interviews with them. Wilkes has had two interviews with them, and Moore has had two interviews with them. So you got to get to the point where I I can't imagine that. I mean, I think the first domino is going to fall by Friday. I really do. I can't imagine that this drags out any further. And I don't think that it's like, you'll wait till the AFC and NFC championship games. You want to get your coach hired and you want to get on with it. News from the NBA after missing two months due to a big toe injury. A team in the West is getting a big, big piece back. Brandon Ingram will return tonight against the Timberwolves and New Orleans Pelicans forward Zion Williamson. He's been out since January 2nd, is progressing with his rehabilitation. We're going to talk more about this at the bottom of the hour, Gambo. Kind of take a look around the West, but obviously the Pelicans starting to get guys back. 
That is something to monitor. Yeah, Ingram has only played in 15 games this season, but when he plays, he's really good. We saw that last year firsthand in the playoffs when they played the Suns. Another historic feat for LeBron James, 46 last night in the loss to the Clippers. The first player in NBA history to score 40 against all 30 franchises, but they lost to the Clips. The good news for the Lakers, Anthony Davis set to rejoin the Lakers Wednesday against the Spurs. Bad news for the Milwaukee Bucks, Bobby Portis out at least two weeks with an MCL strain. Listen, there's a lot, of, the, there's a lot of reports out there that the that the uh, Bucks have a standing offer to get Jay Crowder, and they may do that. They may have that, but I don't think there's anything on that roster that the Suns are too excited about. So I don't think a trade with Milwaukee would happen. I don't expect that to happen, but I would believe that Milwaukee does want Jay Crowder. Meanwhile, Jay Reese Familia, the relief pitcher, according to reports, has signed a minor league deal with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Gambo as they continue to he was, try to bolster that sagging bullpen from a year ago. He was really good with the Mets a few years ago. Really good with the Mets. But, you know, he's had you know some struggles the last couple of years. He's been terrible last year with Philly and Boston. Uh, but there was a time with the Mets when he was he was pretty good and um, they, they you know they liked him and he was solid for them. But uh, we'll see if he can get some of that some of that uh, stuff back because at one time he was a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, his last sub six ERA season came in 2021 with the Mets. He was 394. The year before that he was 371 ERA with the New York Mets. He is going into his age 33 season. And yeah, last year split time with the Phillies and with Boston and in both of those stops he had an ERA over six. And the Coyotes last night, losers at home to the Ducks by a score of Five to two, Gambo. Yes, and our old uh, friend Rick Tockett got his first win with the uh, with the Canucks. Congratulations last night! To Congratulations talk. to yeah, Talk good for him. Yeah, got good his first win, got his first win with the Canucks last night. Good for him. Happy for Talk. Always root for good things to happen. Yep, to him.